have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives. <clears throat> heal broken hearts. Save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, take a look at your neighbor and tell him how much you love him, would you? We're going to um, share our memory verse right now. It's going to be our, actually our text for today in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I hope I have that in there. All right. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Would you stand as we share the Word of God together? <clears throat> in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Yeah, thank you. You may be seated. One of the most difficult things in life is to uh, relinquish our control and give it to somebody else. To depend totally on that person to lead us or guide us. How many of you would agree with that? Okay. Now, women... Women understand this submission idea, this relinquishing control idea, when they get married. Because men believe with all of their hearts that they're the greatest answer to leading any family situation. All the men in the room can say, Amen? Amen. That's right. Two of us agree. <laughs> okay. Bravery comes. At... <laughs> Wives, however, understand very quickly that men are slow to lead. Thus, your churches are not filled with men. They're filled with the women. The women lead. I've heard men say many times over the years in ministry... Well, it's okay for the wife and the kids to go to church, but I don't really need to go. Wrong. Men are the key to children coming to the Lord. If dad gets it, kids will get it. If dad thinks sitting at home, going to the lake... Hunting, fishing, whatever. Nothing wrong with hunting, fishing. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But there's plenty of time to do that besides Sunday. And, you know, a Sunday now and then, whatever, that's okay. But when it's all the time, you see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Did you grow up in a house where your mom led you to church or did your dad lead you to church? In most homes, it's the mom, right? Grandmothers and moms. Especially grandmas, haul you to the church. Grandmas pray for you all the time. If you could ever get the grandmas to quit praying, man, we'd be the hell in the handbasket. Amen. Fast. But we've got to learn to trust. I've got a ladder up here in the front. 
Anybody, anybody got any ideas why I've got this ladder up here? That's not going to happen today. <clears throat> but what I was hoping is to get um, Patrick to come over and climb up on there. And then several of us will get behind him and we'll catch him when he falls off of there. He don't look like he's moving very fast over here to the ladder. Any of you familiar with what's called the trust fall? I've got a video I want to show you about a trust fall. Be sure that volume's up, Jim. We'll just, it'll be an exercise in building trust uh, between one another. So, Harrison, if you don't mind going first, uh, step up here on this chair and close your eyes. All right. And then everybody fill in. And we're going to ask you to fall, and then they will catch you. So you have to trust us. I'm going to count to three. Just relax and fall. Okay? One, two, three. No, I no, no. <laughs> It would be better to fall the other way, amen? <laughs> I, could, I couldn't resist that one. I'm glad, Patrick. I'm, Patrick, I'm glad you didn't climb up on the ladder. <laughs> One of my favorite authors is a guy named Tim Hansel. He wrote a book called Holy Sweat. Uh, Tim is a mountain climber. He loves to climb mountains. Fell down, uh, he was in Alaska climbing, fell down in a crevasse and landed on a glacier, broke his back. But um, quite, a, quite a story, quite a testimony. But one day, he tells the story, one day his son Zach and he were out climbing in the country, out climbing around some cliffs. And Tim says, I heard a voice from above me yell, hey, Dad, catch me. I turned around to see Zach jumping off of a rock straight at me. He had jumped, then he yelled, hey, Dad. I became an instant circus act, catching him. We both fell to the ground, and for a moment after I caught him, I could hardly talk. You can imagine. When I found my voice again, I, I, I said in exasperation, Zach, can you give me one good reason why you did that? With great calmness, he said, sure, because you're my dad. Because you're my dad. He had no doubt in his mind that when he jumped off of that rock, his dad was going to catch him. That's either blind, stupid trust, or it's fantastic trust. It's, it's all in how you want to look at it, isn't it? But one of the most difficult things to do in our current society is to relinquish control to somebody else. And yet every day, we battle that, don't we? Every day. <clears throat> if you've been married for longer than a day, you've learned how to figure that out. Usually the men who live longest in a married relationship have learned to say, yes, dear, whatever you want. I'll get an Amen. You see, women will say, no, he's the head of the household. However, there's always the however. 
a smart leader uh, in the home, a man in the home, will always consult with his wife. Amen? Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other sermon, isn't it? These verses that we're using as our memory verse are powerful verses that deal with not leaning on your own understanding, but trusting God as you walk your walk on a daily basis. But I'll give you four quick reasons why you should trust God. Okay, number one, He's conscious. He's conscious. It means He's aware. God's aware. He sees what's going on. He knows what you're facing. He knows the difficulties that you're facing every day. He knows. Well, why didn't He answer in my prayers? Well, maybe He needs you to work through it a little bit. I don't want to have surgeries. I don't want to deal with this health stuff anymore. But... Having to, so you deal with it. You just take it in stride and you deal with it. And be grateful for the doctors that are around you and here we go. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. The world wants you to think that God is detached and that He's not interested in you and not interested in your life. Matthew 6 and verse 8 says, therefore, do not let be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of. How? Before you ask Him. So He already knows. Well, then why do I need to ask Him? Because you need to learn to ask Him. You need to come in humility and contriteness of heart. And you need to come and ask Him, God, help me with this. Don't be afraid. Don't be upset. Don't be overly concerned. Just go ask Him. You ever, growing up, did you ever go to your mother and ask for something? She said, well, let's wait till your father gets home. What was your usual response? Oh, great. It's never going to happen now. Why? Because you thought you could persuade her. I always hated that one. Go ask your father. She'd go ask him. And first thing dad would say is, what'd your mother say? See, they're on to you. See, you play in both sides of the, of, the, uh, of the story there. But God knows well in advance what we need so we can trust Him in that. And isn't it good to know that we have a God that is all-knowing? And that's the first reason why you should trust Him is because He already knows everything about you and everything that you're going to ask Him. He already knows it. That's how intimate He is with us. And Isaiah says that He has our name written on the palm of His hand. Isn't Isn't that a great visual thought process? Is I've got the He's got my name written on His hand. Wow, on the palm of His hand. You know why? So he can look at us. Hey, Harold, what's up? See, he forgets our name when he sees us. Uh, 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 Harold, yeah, yeah. No. But he's got it written right here because it means so much to him. Secondly, 
Second reason is he's concerned. People in this world just don't care. Even, I, I mean, even if you think they do, they really don't. You ever been around somebody that just doesn't care? They're just so self-centered, all they think about is themselves. I mean, you can start a you can start a story of they'll ask you, "Hey, how are you doing?" And all of a sudden, the story changes completely back to them. But know anybody like that? It's crazy, isn't it? Wouldn't it be better if they just said, "How are you doing?" Just say, "Man, I never had it so good." Or as Don Don one of Don's is uh, happily on my way to heaven. That's one of his little phrases he uses. Jack Franklin, some of you remember Jack. Jack would say terrifical. It's not even a word, but it's a great but it makes you smile. How you doing, Jack? Terrifical. We've all you can you can sit there for days and talk about how rough your life is. Or or you can flip that coin and go, you know what? Never had it so good. I've never had it so good. God's blessed in so many ways. Never had it so good. One of the things I, I, I have found to enjoy with my hospital stays is a chance to meet health workers and to talk to them and to get their story, get their journey. You know, what caused you to be a nurse? What caused you to be a, a tech? What caused you to, to want to pursue that as a career? It's been great to listen to him. My infectious doctor, his hospital routine is he comes at 1030 to midnight to see his patients. He's woken me up <laughs> several times. But that's, that's the time that he comes to see his patients in the hospital. It's kind of a weird deal. But it works for him. I mean, hey. I guess he didn't have a home life. That's all I can figure. But Christians ought to be the most caring people on the earth. And I think to a large extent we are. But one of the reasons that we need to trust God secondly there is that he's concerned for us. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Casting all your care upon him for he does what? Cares for you. And he does. He does genuinely care about you, your well-being, your longevity, your future. He cares about that. He cares about who you're going to marry if you haven't married yet. He cares about your kids that you have. He cares about the job that you have, whether that job produces for you, whether you're able to come home and be a productive uh, husband or wife at home, a parent at home. God cares about you. Every piece of you. Your studies, your health, everything. He cares about you. And so never forget that we can cast our cares, our anxieties, our worries on Him. He says in Matthew that his yoke is easy. I love the picture of a yoke. A yoke has a spot for two necks. Two oxen will pull in that yoke. 
Sometimes it's single, but in this context, it's two. Two yoke. He's got the yoke and two heads to go in there. He's already in. He's just waiting for us to come alongside. And if you'll come alongside God, you'll pull a lot easier. Amen? Then to trip him up and then try to pull it yourself. <laughs> Keep casting. Keep casting those things upon the Lord. So whenever you're faced with problems, situations, obstacles that seem insurmountable, just throw them to Him. Just take it to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there. He can handle it. Third reason I want you to know that you can trust God is that He's consistent. He's very consistent. It means He's faithful. You can count on Him. Trust Him to do exactly what He says He will do Every single time, even when others let you down, others are found to be unreliable, God will never let you down. You can rely on Him. Hebrews 13.8 is a great verse. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You never have to worry about whether He's going to be there. He's there. He's consistently there. Yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that a great promise? It's a tremendous promise. And you don't need to worry about whether or not He's there. You just need to stand firm. I read an article this week that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. And it, the article said, The fastest growing church in, a, in the world... It used to be in China. You know where it is today? According to this article? Iran. Iran. Fastest growing church. Young people are flocking to the Christian call. Isn't that exciting? How are we going to stop evil in the world? Is you change the hearts of the young people. That's how you stop it. Because, see, they're the ones that are going to make the decisions. People are disillusioned with ISIS and disillusioned with the fact that Islam is portrayed in such an evil way. That's, that's, that's the young folks. I just thought that was encouraging and exciting. That in Iran, of all places, people are being baptized into Jesus Christ. Man, he's consistent. He loves us, cares about us, and will never, ever forsake us. So he's conscious, he's concerned, he's consistent. And then number four, he's compatible. He's compatible. And, and capable. Capable is the, is the word I'm after. He's capable. In Ephesians 3 and verse 20 is a powerful Statement by the Apostle Paul. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. He's able to do it. Whether we like it or not, he can do it. You've got to trust him. So, you find yourself down? Trust him. You find yourself on the mountaintop? Enjoying life, you still got to trust Him. 
you're maybe halfway up and down the hill, <laughs> kind of hanging on to a rock. You've got to trust him. Reminds me of the story I read where the fellow fell over the uh, edge of the cliff and he grabbed hold of a branch and uh, was sticking out of the rock and he's holding on for dear life and here's a voice from the top. I mean, he begins to call out, help, help. And a voice from the top says, hey, I'm here. He says, man, can you give me a hand? He says, sure. He said, turn loose and reach up and grab my hand. The old boy's hanging on to that tree limb and he's thought, I wonder if anybody else is up there. <laughs> that's sometimes how we feel with God. God is saying, turn loose of it and I can handle it. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait for the next one to come by. You may not have a next one. He is very capable. He can do far above what we could ever hope or ask. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. I mean, that's some pretty big words right there, isn't it? Nothing is too hard for God. Even if He chooses not to grant our request, He is still capable of supplying our every need, not necessarily our every want. Sometimes we get wants and needs mixed up. Sometimes God even says, no, you can't handle it. There's no need for you to have that. So if you've been relying on yourself and others, not depending totally on the Lord to meet your needs, I want to encourage you today to trust Him completely. The Word of God lets us know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. In Hebrews 11:6. I've got another video I want to show you that's going to help us understand this idea of developing trust. It's uh, from the movie Despicable Me, and uh, the title of the clip is Leap of Faith. Let's, let's take a look. You're going to have to jump. Jump? Are you insane? Don't worry, I will catch you. You gave us back. I know, I know, and it is the worst mistake I ever made. But you have to jump now. It'll be okay. Okay, girls. I will never let you go again.
I got you. And if you follow that on up, you'd find all the minions were hand in hand from the spaceship down to catch him. Is that not a picture of God? When we're free falling and we have no hope at all, guess who reaches down to grab us? It's God. He cares about us. He'll never, ever leave us or forsake us. What he said? That was his promise. So if you're here today and you don't have that hope, you don't have that promise, you don't have that relationship, we want to encourage you to get it. There's one way to do it, and that's to let us know so that we can pray for you and encourage you, open the Word and teach you further so that you know. But I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to sing our song of invitation. If God's touching you in a special way today, would you respond to that this morning? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your watch care over us. Thank you for loving us the way you do. Thank you more than anything for Jesus who came and died on the cross so that we might have hope. That we might have life and have it abundantly. So God, we just pray a special blessing upon each and every person here today. And just pray that if there's one that needs to make a decision, just one, would you prompt them. In your name we pray. Amen. Stand, sing our hymn of invitation. And if you have a decision to make, would you make it this morning?